Happy New Year. Can you believe it's January 2024? I can't. And alas, here we are. I've got so many special interviews for you this month. We're really talking about how we can deepen into presence. So we're going to talk about tools that allow us to do that, somatic tools, physical tools that help us beautify the space, which encourages us to want to be present in the space, and so much more. So if you're in a time in your life when you are ready to feel more present with yourself, with your loved ones, with your surroundings, you're going to want to tune in. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you as well. And I want to encourage you to join the Facebook group so you can join the conversation. And I will include a link to that in the notes of each episode. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning. Because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Hi there, we're back with another episode of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. And today we are talking to one of the most empowered mamas that I know, Jenny Vukochan. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Perfect. Okay. And uh, Jenny and I came into one another's lives quite a few years ago. Um, And Jenny is one of these women who, when you see her, you see this tall, gorgeous blonde, and you just think, oh my God, I want to not only be her, I want to be around her, I want to spend time with her. At least that was me. So it's just an honor, Jenny, to have you. Thank you for being here. And Jenny and I are going to talk about goals and her unique perspective on setting goals. Uh, mm-hmm. So without further ado, Jenny, will you just introduce yourself and let our listeners know a little bit about you? Yeah. Thank you, Isabel. Oh my gosh. You're, you're so sweet. I love, I remember the day when we met the first time. I'm like, oh, this, I had no idea who you were and mm-hmm. um, you know, the energy, like when it, it's connecting and that's how I feel. Every time I see you, I'm like, oh, I just want to give you a mm-hmm. hug. Um, so, um, hi everyone. I'm Jenny Bukovchan. I'm a life coach for moms. I am from Sweden originally. I moved to the U.S. back in 2002, I want to say. Um, and I have four kids. They were all born here. Um, and I kind of became a coach because I, I came to the U.S. to study psychology because I've always been so interested in like the human brain and behaviors and why do we do things and think the way we do. Um, And I want to become a therapist. So um, I went to school for it. But along the way, I found coaching. I felt it was a little bit more empowering because it was really solution focused and looking forward versus digging in the past, which is fine, right? Um, If that's what you need. For me, I'm like, I wanted more 
positive reinforcement. So I started uh, taking all these different classes in, in coaching and NLP and hypnosis and got all kinds of certifications. And, and I, I just love it so much. Um, and then I became pregnant. <laughs> I was super excited to, to start my coaching business. And I did for a while. And then I got pregnant and, and I had one after another, four kids, my last two are twins. And somewhere along the way, I forgot about my dreams and being Jenny, um, the Jenny who I knew all along, who had those big visions and dreams to create, you know, positive change in the world. Um, and then a lot of my kids had some issues and mental health challenges and physical health challenges. I really had to take a step back. Um, and that's when I'm like, really, wow. So many moms, I've talked to so many moms who did the same thing. They kind of felt lost along their mother journey and giving up so much of yourself to be of service of your family. And I'm not saying that's not right or wrong in any way. For me, I did like 180. So I kind of forgot Jenny Jenny along the way and it really impacted my my heart and my mental health and everything. I really missed being in community, learning and growing as a person, not just as a mom. So I started a coaching business um, supporting moms and women in general to really live their best life and connect with their dreams and their vision so they could be moms and who they were before. It's, it's not an either or, it's a both and. And not everyone knows how to kind of create that. And that's where goals and vision comes in, time management and self-work and life balance, which I focus on with my clients. Yeah. And you, this is your main focus. So you spend weeks and months and years working with your clients. So we're not going to obviously cover the whole spectrum of the work that you do. But I would love to hear you say, uh, talk a little bit about the foundation of visioning or goal setting. Yeah. You know, goals are like the goal topic or theme is very popular. A lot of people talk about it, especially at the beginning of the year, mm. uh, which I think is great. I've studied most of them. I think I, I, I just love learning about other people's view and how they do things. Um, and while I was doing my own kind of envisioning and creating my own life and, and how I created my own vision, I discovered that a lot of the things people teach and how they do things are uh, focused on action and creating, right? You you put something, you, you want a goal and then you go after it and you take action on it. And then a lot of them kind of fall behind or don't accomplish it or, or they set resolutions, especially, you know, this time of year and they don't accomplish them and then they beat themselves up and I can't do it. And it's a whole self doubt kind of thing that happens. And then they stop trusting themselves uh, and their dreams or their goal. And can I do it? You know, I see other people can, but can I do it? So what I discovered that I did really well, because 
I think most of my goals that I've set in life, I have accomplished. I decided when I was 12, I was going to move to the U.S. I didn't know how, and it was kind of impossible because you needed a, a visa and things. Uh, I wasn't able to have kids. Uh, it's another thing, and here I am with four. So I've set big goals. What I discovered was that the vision was really what was missing for most people when they're setting goals. So they're creating smaller goals or like too big of a goal. So it's either too big or too small. And some of them do not connect it to their heart, to their vision, which is where your vision lives and your dreams. So I created a system that I call the map planning system, where you go through the different three points or the three pillars that I feel uh, has been really helpful for me and, and what I teach my clients and they think is helpful. Um, is the meaning is the first one. The M is meaning, make the goal meaningful. And that's where the vision comes in, right? You have to have a vision first and an image of what it is you want to create that's aligned with your, your values and your time and, and what it is you want to create. You wouldn't know how many people set goals that are other people's goals because they, they just don't know. And they don't even ask themselves, what do I want, Right. I want to lose weight, but why? Right. So it answers the question of why and, and um, why is it important to me? The second part is the um, attainability. A goal has to be attainable. And what does that mean? Right. It could mean different things for different people because we all have different challenges and limitations in how we create our life and um, what we want for ourselves. But um, according to my system, the way I do it, it's kind of similar to the SMART goals. If you heard of those, mm -hmm. I felt something was missing from the SMART goals. So I revamped it and created a 3S formula. So a goal has to be um, specific, small, and um, kind of short too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, the last part is the planning part. Got to plan it out. Mm, not just. I'm going to start exercising five times a day, but when, by when, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you're creating a, a mind map of the whole thing. So it's visual. I have ADHD. So for me, I'm very visual and my memory, my ex executive function is not working 100%. So I've learned all these different hacks or tools to help me remember and create something that's simplified and easy right to attain and that's what i do with my map system um, okay let's hear one of your strategies or hacks well one of them is my morning gives routine mm. that i create that's part of the map system um when you create a goal or even want to change a habit whatever it is you want to do it's really important to create in my opinion, a routine or a system for it. So it takes less energy. So every morning you do the same thing. Um, that way it kind of gets ingrained in your body and it's easier to follow through because your body already knows what to do and your mind is already prepped for it. So the way I do my morning gifts is um, the G is for um, uh, gratitude. So I, I take 15 minutes Every morning, write down 10 gratitudes that I, which will help me ground myself into my heart and what it is I'm really here for. Um, 
you can do less, but for me, 10 is a magic number because most of us can, oh, I'm grateful for my house or a spouse or kids, you know, whatever it is. But coming up with 10 is not as easy. The I in gifts stands for I am statement. Uh, a lot of us, especially moms, we are moms, right? I am a mom. And we focus our identity on being a mom. As I mentioned before, I'm also hmm. Jenny, Jenny. I'm a dreamer. I'm a coach. I'm, a, I'm all of this. I'm a friend, right? I'm a learner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a goal getter, right? Um, so I am your identity statement. It's not like what you are, but more who you are. I'm a loving because that never change. Mm-hmm. I can be mom, right? Forever. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, uh, it's attached to like an uh, outside thing versus intrinsic. So for me, it's mm-hmm. important to really connect myself to my inner heart and I'm a loving, joyful, powerful woman or leader, whatever it is I want to say. Then the V is uh, one of my favorite things. It's a visualization. So you do brainstorm of all your to-dos of the day and um, you I call it three, two, one. So you do three to-dos, two connections and one content, whether it's If you're in business, you would write maybe social media or email or something like that. If you're not in business, it could be just writing a poem or writing in your journal, something that connects you to your heart and like the creative side of you. You can paint or um, build something, whatever your um, passion is, that should be on the the one, right? So you connect to all three levels of you Uh, and then you visualize it. So you see it. Um, Something I do. Just to add to that, the uh, three, two, ones of being um, uh, ADD, having ADD and, and needing simplified things. I take like one, um, like one letter of each of these three things and becomes the word of the day. So then I don't have to go back to my calendar and check it off or because as moms, we get busy and the kids call and the school and pick up and things. Uh, I just have to remember that word and then I remember what I need to do. So it's like a little simplified hack. The E stands for excellence. You know, how do I, what's needed for me to show up as a 10 out of 10 today? And 10 is different for everyone, right? So what do I need to show up as a 10 out of 10? Maybe I need more flexibility or I need, maybe I need more time or maybe I need to ask for support or help with some of the things. The last one is the S, it's set intention, because our intention is kind of what our, uh, where my, our minds goes, right? So if we set intention for something, we send it out to the universe and, and our minds are already prepped to receive it. So I forgot to do it today with you, but when I do my own uh, podcast interviews, I always ask, what's your intention for the 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 podcast today and then it's to be flexible maybe or or open to learning or um just in a joyful spirit right oh my goodness these memory hacks are so right on and i love the the playfulness of them 
they've got both this like whimsy to them, but there's something really solid. Yeah. It's like, oh, all I need to remember is Gibbs. Yeah. And that will trigger what to do next. Exactly. So we're not relying on our memory to remember this five-step process. We're relying on this, I don't know, the backside of our memory. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, and I don't know about you, but I know you have kids too. It's with everything coming up and emails and just in general with the distraction today with social media and emails and calls, so easy to get distracted. So Mm something that's quick and focused that you can refer back to. Did I go through all of them? And it's a short process. You just do it and it helps you get laser focused for the day and really into a grounding spirit of enjoying the day, right? In a joyful way. And I would love to have those uh, acronyms in the show notes. So Jenny will send those to me so you can um, go back to them. Um, Absolutely. So as someone is goal setting, Mm -hmm. what I find often comes up, whether it's goal setting for me and my partner or goal goal setting for my 12-year-old daughter, limiting beliefs often come up. And this, um, like almost these admonitions, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. It's too hard. When you're working with clients, how do you support them in working through those limiting? Mm, it's such a good question. And I think that's different for different people because the limiting beliefs are not the same, right? We Beliefs come from things we've learned and thought process that we learned since, you know, before we were eight. And then they've been ingrained and many of them are actually unconscious. So when you're working with people on limiting beliefs, it's first of all, you get to acknowledge you may not feel it's true, right? But they do. It's their reality. It's their truth. So you got to meet them there and honor that part of them that that has that belief because it, it has given them something. You know, it's a positive intention behind every behavior. Mm-hmm. So, but in general, I think when you're setting goals, those, so what I, I can back up a little bit, the way I see things and the way I've come to understand the world is that there are different levels of wisdom. So we have one, two, and three. The first level of wisdom is the kind of the information. That's what lives in our mind. It's the information we get in. A lot of entrepreneurs live in this level uh, because it's you you're consuming information when you go to school you're at this level because mm-hmm. you're you're using your mind to learn the second level is knowledge and knowledge is when you actually take what you've learned and and apply it so it becomes knowledge you can't become knowledge until you've actually done it and and tried it and done it many times and learned from it you can think of like um, even doing a baking a cake. The first level is looking at the recipe and gathering all the information and, and putting it together. And like, how, how does this work? The second level is actually putting the flour in and the, the uh, butter or whatever it is, you, you and eggs, right? And baking it and putting it in the oven and you take it out and you taste, oh, too salty. And then, you know, from the next time, less salt. Um, this is a, like a cycle that you we always do. 
we it's unconscious. Um, and what I found was really interesting because I had a lot of trouble in school and learning, retaining information because the teacher was teaching things from the first level, not so much the second, a little bit, but not so much. So this kind of, I love learning and I love um, uh, retaining information, but it has to be presented in a way that it accesses all three levels and it can't become wisdom until you've gone through the first and second and learned from it. Right. So um, limiting beliefs are mind level, like mm. embodied because you try things and maybe it doesn't work. And then you get discouraged and then you go back to childhood, like, trauma maybe or or beliefs that you've learned from early age and you give up a lot of people do this with the goals right because they live on the first and second the way i guide people and coach not just myself and my kids and my friends and you know my clients is really to step into your heart what's true in your heart in your heart your heart wisdom there are no limitation that's the playful kid who is five and think the most amazing things mm-hmm. about life, right? It's not until you grow older that you learn there are challenges and they might not happen. But when you're a child, you have this wonder about yourself, right? And the world and possibilities. Your heart has that still and remembers that. That's why uh, visions are so important that you, because visions comes from the heart. The goals come from the mind. Mm-hmm. So you got to start with your heart and creating a vision for whatever it is you want. The vision is like bigger than a goal. It's connected to your mission, your purpose, who you are as a person, your values, right? Mm -hmm. All those things that make you, you. Um, And that's what we learned in, in the, in my vision workshop class, plan for success. We talk about the first step is creating a vision of what it is you want, how you will feel there and what impact will it have not only on you and your surrounding environment, but how is it connected to universe in general, the rest of the world, right? That gives you the motivation and inspiration to continue. And then you break it down into, I call it hugs. I think a Herald, Cameron Herald mm-hmm. said um, huge, unbelievably great goals, which are three to five-year-old goals. Visions are longer. It's like five beyond. Mm. Uh, and then hugs. And then you pick one hug that you want to focus on for the year. Mm. Then you break it down into quarterly, monthly, um, weekly, and, and daily goal from there. And I have a whole system that helps you map that out. Um, so when you see it, it's like, yeah, I, I can do this, right? Um but it's important, of course, to create the attainable goal because when a vision is really big, it's easy to feel like lost and overwhelmed. So that's why you chunk it down into more manageable goals. Um, and another part of limiting belief, uh, other than connecting to your heart, is like looking at your strength and what have you actually accomplished in the past. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have like an offset. I, I, I'm not enough right? Could be limiting belief. Um, But if you look at, first of all, that's very vague. So I would break that down into what does that actually mean (laughs) specifically? Mm -hmm. Um, But then what, has there been any other time in your life where you have 
been enough or you have accomplished something that you feel really proud of. It could be something very simple. I'm very proud of being a mom, right? So I love my kids and it's, it's challenging and I have those doubts too. We all do. Um, and I think those are just the, the part of our brain that's trying to, to stop you from actually moving forward with what it is you have, like your goal wise. But connecting to your heart will be super helpful. Did I answer your question? You did. What I hear you saying is finding evidence. So if there's a limiting belief, then if you continue to believe that thought, then you're finding evidence of its accuracy. Whereas if you choose another thought, then you help your clients be detectives and find evidence for that thought. And then that repeated thought then becomes a new belief. Exactly. Exactly. That's one process, but it's also connecting to your heart because our heart don't have doubts. It's our mind. So Mm. when you're in doubt, Mm. worries, it's your own mind level. So dropping into your heart and who you are and what it is that vision you want to create. There are no doubts or limitation there. Yeah, I just... I'm closing my eyes now as I drop into my own heart and I feel this, I feel a swell of emotion Mm. as I drop into my heart. It's not, and I feel tears coming to my eyes and it's not about sadness. It's about the heart space. There's so much happening in the heart. And for our listeners, if you're anything like me, And you are in your head a lot. Like I spend a lot of time thinking and thinking about thinking and thinking about the future and planning. And so just your invitation, Jenny, to drop. It's like, whoa. Uh, I was about to ask you what, how, like, how can we do that? Um, And then I just like went whoosh. Uh, But I'm going to ask you anyway, for our listeners, like, how can we drop from our thinking into our feeling? Yeah, well, such a good question. And I, again, I I, I maybe sounds vague, and but it is true. It's it's different for everyone. What I have found, though, discovered, which is when my morning gifts routine was created, is that And the three levels of wisdom that I just talked about is school, like when I was in school, it was so mind-based. Today, social media, TV, it's like it's programming us to to connect with our minds Mm -hmm. and extreme, what do you call it, like outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. External. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do we connect with us? Because when we're connecting with ourselves, we know the truth. Like I had a client once who were talking about all the limitations and she was worried and she was going on and on about all of her things. And I said, what does your heart think? What does your heart say? And she had this kind of, should I do this or this? And no matter what I do, everyone's going to be disappointed. It's like, what does your heart say? And then how do we connect your heart with your mind in a way that feels true and honor who you are? And she started bawling. She's like, oh, my God, this this is what I need. I need to connect to my heart. So sometimes it can be as easy as asking yourself, what does my heart say? 
another time, you know, because I have this too. My mind loves to think. Um, That's why a lot of us are up in in the first and second level, especially the first. But what I do, because we can trick our mind a little bit, and I love this. So what I do and found is like when our minds are engaged in something that's um, repetitive and something we know, maybe driving a car even, uh, how often do you space out when you drive a car? Or like where you know you're going, right? Mm-hmm. All the Exercise time, yeah. does the same thing because mm-hmm. your mind is is focusing on not falling over and, and like staying on course. Mm-hmm. Um, could be doing dishes, gardening, engaging in something that kind of bypass that part of your brain. Then you drop into your heart. Yeah. And that's how you, you get to to that space. So like you, you just felt this rush of emotions mm. because you were reminded of your own heart space by something I say, said mm. or something you thought of, right? So from something I said. So you got to kind of find your own special formula. But what I really, and this goes into the flow too, when we're working, we can be so, especially entrepreneurs can get so much in our head and shoulds and even as a mom, right, with kids and oh, school and um, you worry about them and you can't get out of it. Um, just dropping into your heart by doing something that doesn't require your thinking, right? It will allow you to drop into your heart. I write my all my emails and content when I'm on the treadmill because it just flows through me and driving a car. I wonder too, if it goes in the other direction, if when we drop into our heart, climbing back up into the headspace, if we can begin to use the mind intentionally so that then when we are visioning, because a lot of life requires logic too. Yes, it requires emotion, but it requires logic. So when we're accessing that logic from our heart center and the two are in communication and there's not like a, a wall between the two that it actually allows our mind to be more effective. Exactly. And that's the point of the uh, three levels of wisdom. It's not one thing. It's you constantly go up and down these uh, different levels and they all work together. So you can start with the body, but then you drop into your mind and you go up to um, the first level. So it's not one thing and then um, nothing, right? Um, And I feel like a lot of people who don't have, what I've noticed, don't have that uh, self-work life balance are usually stuck on one of the levels or not stuck, but they operate from mainly one or two levels. So Dropping in and doing this mind-body connection, it will help you to feel more balanced because you will draw from all your resources, not just one. I'm so glad we're going this way because I have I want to drop something in and like get your take on it because I'm really having a lot of fun playing this with this word harmony. So mm. rather than balance, and mm. I find harmony between my head, my heart, and I, I would say my hands. Yes. And so it's not balance. Like it's not like, you know, 
33.3% head, 33.3% heart, 33%, you know, it's not that mathematical, but it's like music so that I'm flowing with ease and flexibility through mm-hmm. each of these, whatever centers. So I want to get your take on like work-life harmony rather than work-life balance. Yeah, I love it. Harmony is really what it's all about at the end. It, like, at the end of the day, how can I create more harmony in my life and feel at peace with everything I do, right? Harmony is like this ultimate serene thing. I, I'm i a little weird, I think, but I think balance is different mm-hmm. than I don't think it as a mm. mathematical thing because mm. balance is not this. Balance can be this. It, it could be it's 2080 balance, right? Mm-hmm. Or 8020. It balance isn't one thing. It's like it's a con to like continuance of of being and doing and thinking. Mm-hmm. And balance, when you have balance, you are in harmony. Mm-hmm. Right. I love the word harmony. And it's like the 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 result of being in balance. And balance doesn't have to be one thing. I was talking to a friend of mine the, a couple of weeks ago, and she's like, oh, I want to like, sign up for this um, uh, wine club. She loves wine, and I love wine, too. So we go wine tasting a lot. And she's like, oh, but, but I, I'm so afraid to commit. She said, I'm so afraid to commit because I'm not going to have time. What are you, all the other things I want to do? And I was just looking at her and said, you know what? You can be committed and also try new things. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. <laughs> I don't have to choose. And that's what the balance is. You can have both. And mm-hmm. like the balance is finding your synchronicities of what you want and marrying it with everything else going on in your life. I love that you said I'm weird because like, woohoo to the weirdos out there. I, I claim that word too. Yes. I am also quite weird. Um, and yeah, it's like, we often think of balance from a stagnated place, but when we're walking first, the right foot, then the left foot, then the mm-hmm. right foot, we're actually, as we walk forward, falling out of balance and mm-hmm. then coming back into balance as we come onto the other foot. So balance in motion actually looks different than just standing, you know, on one leg. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's place. what for me, that's why I view balance, right? Which can be said as harmony too, right? It's mm-hmm. just a different. But I think we all, I think we just, because there's so many, like even selfish, right? It's been mm-hmm. a big thing through my life and called selfish for wanting to pursue my career and not spend all my time with the kids and, you know, from back home and also here. Um, so I'm very like in tune with this wording, the word choose. It's just a representation of your inner world um, because it's your language and how you um, present it right to your Part of reality, but it's important to understand that other people have different takes on it. So, selfish is a big word for moms. I think I've heard it a lot. For me, I think selfish is great. Selfish does not mean mean or not loving your kids. For me, selfish means taking care of me and being my best self and pursuing my dreams with my kids. 
along my kids, along my marriage, along my business, whatever it is, right? So I invite everyone to look at how you you view things because then you go up to your sec- uh, first level again, the mind parts like, oh, am I selfish? I heard someone say that. and But then drop back to your hearts like, what's true for me, right? Okay, so I want us both and those listening to drop into our hearts however you do that (sighs) find that warm watery place inside full of so much wisdom and now I want you to listen from this place to Jenny as she shares about her workshop that she's got coming up in a few days And really let your heart hear. Mm. Yeah. 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 Jenny, will you just tell us about what this workshop, how long it is, when it is, and then what kind of a container you're holding? Yeah. Thank you, Isabel. Um, As I mentioned before, I created, I've done the vision workshops for probably eight, nine years, something like that. And I love them because it it allows me to create or hold a container of community of women and moms to dream together and figure out life together because it's really different than a regular um, goal setting class. It's really starting with a M, which is the meaning mm-hmm. of your goal. And that comes from the vision and finding your strengths and learning your I am's. Who am I really? What are my strengths? What are my areas of growth? What are my values? And how do they play into the life I'm creating for myself? Um, And from there, we create a big vision um, of the life we want to create for ourselves, our dream life. And then we break it down, as I mentioned, to bigger goals and then to one-year goal that you want to implement and have created using my special mind map. Um, system so it's very visual but it's also group exercises we do a lot of we work on limiting belief we have a limiting belief exercise um, and we have a connection eye gazing where we connect not only with other people but with ourselves as well um, to really get into the space of ground yourself in your heart and who you are and from that space we create um, our vision and our goals. Um, and I love it because it's been evolving over the years. The first few years were very uh, mind-based, was setting goals and doing more and doing what do I want to do less. Uh, but now I moved it into really finding more about who you are and your identity and how that plays a role in everything you create and how you show up in life. I think it's really important to really be in touch with with that part of you and what you create, because that will help you stay motivated, inspiration, uh, inspired, uh, and also focused, right? And I created this simplified version to set a goal and how to achieve them. So um, it comes uh, in a few days. It's on January 19th through 21st. It's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um Friday is online only because um, it's a two hour from 11 to one on the 19th. And I go over kind of what we talked about here, the goal, where goals come from and 
change because when you're creating a goal, you basically go through a, a change process. Mm-hmm. There are five steps. There are actually six, but we do five of them to really uh, learn how to do it intentionally, how to set a goal and, and make sure it's, it's achieved. Um, and I talk about building a puzzle because I look at our lives and myself as a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else too. It's like, what pieces? You know, a lot of people take pieces from other people's puzzles mm-hmm. uh, and they don't fit. And you wonder why, right? And you wake up it's like, my life is not mine. <laughs> what mm-hmm. happened? Because you're building a puzzle with other pieces. So finding out your puzzle pieces. Um, and then on, on Saturday and Sunday, we go from 10 to 2, where we talk about, um, like I mentioned, the, the, the creation, the identity of who you want to become. Not just what you want to do next year, but who are you actually stepping into? in this next phase or level of your life. And from there, we we create our vision and our goals on the Sunday. Then we end on Sunday with a vision board. You can see mine over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love creating vision boards. So I, I have a special method that I teach uh, in my classes, how to create a vision board. I bring all the material because Saturday and Sunday, you can do online or in person in San Ramon. Mm-hmm. Um and we all sit together and we create and we drink coffee and we drink, you know, snacks and we we look at each other's visions and goals and cheer each other on. And it's it's a really beautiful connection um, weekend and, and bonding time. Oh, I would awesome. love it. For all of you and too. where can people learn more about it? Yeah, uh, I can. And my uh, website is themodernboss.com. The modernboss.com. Right now it's under construction because I don't know. I think I had a virus. So mm. I had to uh, uh, help someone fix uh, one of the web, uh, one of the pages there. But it's up, uh, going to be up uh, tomorrow or uh, no, it should be up by now, actually. Okay. Um, recording this. So the modernboss.com and then you can look under vision classes. And I'll put the link, the direct link in the show notes as well for that. <laughs> What a wonderful offering. Jenny, I love you so much. This is this has been so incredible. Thank you for being here and sharing all of your wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to say before we close? No, well, just you know, this we have this one life. You know, what do you want? There are so many people who live other people's lives and they don't even know it dropping into your heart and ask yourself what do you want that's going to be a huge huge um, transformation just in that question yeah so my closing question to you is what is a next empowering action you'd like to invite our listeners to take I think I just said it it's that it's like drop into your heart and ask what do you want and I'd love to be the one to support you to uh, make that a reality, right? Even if you don't take the um, mission class, but figuring out what is it that you want and how, what's the best way, simplified, most simplified way to get there and, and, and go for it, right? Mm-hmm. We have this one life, go for it. You deserve it. Yeah, you deserve it. Okay. Thank you, Jenny. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much, Isabel. Bye, everyone. 
been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember. Empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. And psst, I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.